Hi, welcome to the Money Morning Podcast. Today, I talk to Brian Chu again. This time, it's all about silver. If you've ever thought about a Reddit short squeeze on silver, the demand for silver from electric vehicles or solar power, it's a very interesting few minutes. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Brian, how are you going? I'm doing well, Loki. And what about yourself? Yeah, pretty pretty good. Uh, we're, we're back by popular demand here. We had a bit of a poll on the YouTube channel and people wanted to hear more about precious metals. So I thought I'd get you back, Brian. Uh, today's particular episode is all about silver. I've been doing quite a bit of a dive into silver myself, but you're the expert here. You see silver had a big spike about a year ago. What triggered that? And uh, what's the outlook for silver at the moment? Well, if we look at the price of silver, um, it peaked in 2011 at about 48 US dollars an ounce. And then it came back down quite quickly and remained in the 15 to 22 US dollars an ounce uh, range. And uh, last year, we saw that um, silver actually dived to as low as I think 11 to 12 US dollars an ounce during the um, the heights of the virus outbreak. And that I think was actually an, you could call that an, an anomaly. Reason being the price of silver, it's hard to imagine it going down to below 15 US dollars an ounce, especially whilst you saw the price of gold uh, rally from about uh, 1100 US dollars an ounce in 2015 to about uh, 1,500 US dollars an ounce in mid-2019. So what happened was, I would say it's not so much that silver started taking off in um, last year, as much as the Federal Reserve in 2019 had to walk back on the um, on their on the interest rate hikes. So we saw the interest rates uh, begin to rise in 2000 and at the end of 2015, when Janet Yellen raised the interest rates from 0.125% to 0.375%. Then after President Trump was elected in uh, 2016, there was a continual interest rate rise into uh, 2018. Now we saw two market, um, we, we, we actually saw two major market corrections in February, 2018 and December 2018. I thought it was a very interesting game that uh, was being played. It was like a staring down competition between President Trump and the um, US Federal Reserve. Both sides knew that if you raise interest rates enough, the markets are going to crash. The idea was how, uh, who was gonna get the blame for it. President Trump moved ahead of the game and said, and basically came out into public and said, I'm trying to create jobs, I'm trying to control inflation, I'm trying to make America great again. But the Federal Reserve over there, they're raising interest rates, and we know raising interest rates is going to slow down the economy. But uh, the Federal Reserve pushed on until uh, February 2018, when the market started correcting. And everyone thought, well, that's, that, that's just a market correction, no real problem. Federal Reserve keeps raising interest rates in 2018. 
Then at the end of 2018, normally you'll see the Santa Claus rally where the market should rise leading up to Christmas. That did not happen, especially because Jerome Powell, the new Federal Reserve chair, raised interest rates. I think at that time, it would have been about 2.25%. And that was starting to reach into um, the danger zone. And the market actually slumped quite significantly. And President Trump came out once more and said, the market is coming down because the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. When the, uh, when the interest rates go up, it actually has a negative effect on precious metals. Reason being, you have the real yield, as in the return on your, um, on your US dollar, on your um, normal currency, they pay an interest rate and that competes against gold and silver, which of course we know they don't pay an interest rate. So when the real yield goes down, then gold and silver becomes more attractive and the price goes up. So in mid-2019, the Federal Reserve realized that the entire world was looking at them and going, what are they going to do? If they raise interest rates again as they hope to do so, to try to normalize the economy as they say, and the market actually heads downwards, they're going to have to, um, they're, they're gonna take the blame. So President Trump actually won that game of chicken. He called them out and the Federal Reserve in June actually did not raise interest rates. And in July, 2019, it reduced interest rates. Uh, gold, of course, went up earlier than um, silver, uh, went up to 1,400 US dollars an ounce in late um, May, 2019. And we saw gold stocks basically just started really racing out. Silver is a slower one. Silver seems to be um, what, what you call the wild child. It, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a naughty, it's a naughty boy in the, in the back of the room that throws airplanes during class when the teacher's teaching. And then in the exam, it's this, it's this little brat who actually scores one of the highest marks. So silver caught up in 2020. Um, but of course, before it actually started catching up, it is slumped along with um, most of the market because it's considered a risky asset. Um, as we saw the market started heading downwards very sharply at the end of February to March. So silver went down to about 12 US dollars an ounce and then bounced back up monumentally to about 25, uh, 26 dollars an ounce within a space of uh, three or four months. So you, the reason for silver um, catching a bit is because it's been the one that has taken so long to catch up but as it actually um, makes its way, it will actually um, it will actually beat gold in the uh, in its movements. Well, that's very interesting because my next question was how do gold and silver interact? Uh, if you look at the long term chart for silver, not the really long term chart, but going back about forty years or so, um, you can see some absolutely mammoth sharp spikes in the silver price. So I was hoping you could speak a bit about how gold and silver interact and uh, what value you can place on the gold-silver ratio. Yep, so with um, gold and silver, you could think of it from the perspective of um, its roles in the market. 
gold is gold tends to um, have what they call safe haven status, as in when you have economic crisis, when you have unusual events occurring, people seek safety either in the U.S. dollar or gold, uh, and when the U.S. dollar appears weaker, or if there's a general global trend in inflation because of lower interest rates to almost zero interest rates, then people don't want interest paying fiat currency because interest rates virtually zero. So they head to gold. Silver, on the other hand, has a dual role as an industrial metal and also a precious metal. So silver has um, its leverage of industry demand as well as also as a monetary metal, there is a more risky component for silver than there is to gold. And as a result, gold would have, uh, got, the price of gold will vary much less than it would for silver. The other thing with silver is, as I said before, because of industrial demand, it also depends on how much, um, how, how well industry is performing in terms of uh, you would say uh, electric, um, in electricity uh, because, uh, well, electric vehicles, so that's for one, for, uh, silver is a component in uh, electric vehicles. It's also used in industry in terms of uh, as a catalyst for chemical reactions. It's also used in production um, and also in jewelry. So if the economy performs well, silver may also perform well. But if an economy performs well, it also has a paradox that people would seek less safety and go for greater risk, and they may probably not value silver as a monetary metal. So the gold-silver ratio shows the relative value, the relative price between gold and silver. On average, it has been around uh, 60 to 65 to 1, as in, um, the price of gold is about 60 to 65 times the price of silver. However, in the recent year and a half, we saw the gold-silver ratio actually go up as high as over 110 to 1, whereby gold has actually moved ahead of silver much more. So the question is, is gold overvalued or is silver very undervalued or is it a bit of both? And I think it is a little bit of both in that sense. The other interesting thing that I also would point out, and I wrote this in uh, the May uh, Rockstock Insider uh, monthly report, is the amount of gold and silver, the availability of gold and silver in the Earth's crust, historically has been around uh, 8 ounces to 16 ounces of silver for every 1 ounce of gold. Now, the question is, how can we justify a price at the moment whereby the gold and silver ratio is about 68 to one. We're saying uh, gold is much more scarce or we're finding more silver. And if uh, for my Rockstock Insider um, subscribers, they know for a fact, silver mines are actually uh, harder and harder to come by. And whilst there is uh, silver being recycled and there's scrap silver coming in, the numbers don't really add up and there's quite a bit of mystery going on about it. Well, in that case, Brian, I'd like to skip ahead to 
my fourth question as opposed to my third, which is, uh, what about, you mentioned uh, electric vehicles. By my understanding, electric vehicles need about twice as much silver as an internal combustion engine car. Um, so what's the tech demand from, uh, for silver from say solar or, or other applications? So we've seen that solar panels have become more and more in demand in the recent period because of uh, the whole green energy revolution. Um, my, I have a personal bias against green energy revolution um, and also I see the lack of um, efficiency with solar power. It, it, it doesn't work with what we call baseload energy. Uh, you can't power a city um, with solar panels. Now, that doesn't stop the amount of the manufacturing of solar panels simply because it is very popular in a, from a political perspective at the moment. It, it scores brownie points. Whether that may change or not in the coming few years, that, that's, that awaits to be seen. As for electric vehicles, um, there is an increase in the demand for electric vehicles, but in certain parts of the Western world, apparently electric vehicles are actually being shown to be less useful than um, internal combustion engine um, vehicles. You can think of it this way. It's okay for you to drive in an electric vehicle inside a city where you're not gonna drive like four, 500 kilometers um, in one trip. So you can drive, you can drive around, go home, recharge the car for an, and it, it takes about an hour or so to recharge. But if you're going to travel a longer distance, like people in California, for example, can you imagine you owning an electric vehicle, you're standing there, refuel, recharging your car for an hour, and you watch 12 cars, 12 petrol-driven cars fill up in five minutes and they're off the next trip. Like, there is a practicality issue. Now, if, the, if there's going to be greater urbanization, more people are going to move in the city, sure, electric vehicles are going to be in greater demand. But I, am, I don't think we're going to see the end of um, petrol-driven cars. And until they come up with better battery charging technology, um, I think that electric vehicles could become a flavor of the month. And that is not the biggest factor in um, spurring the demand, the industrial demand for silver. I believe there'll be other uses for silver, which will retain its current demand. Okay, well, I could spend a bit of time uh, potentially contesting some of those, those points, but I'm not going to do that today, Brian. Yeah. I'd much rather talk to you a bit about uh, the potential for short squeeze on silver. I know some big firms over the last years got caught up in commodities trading scandals. Uh, is the Reddit crowd onto something here or are they completely out of touch? What, what's your read on the situation? Um, I, have a, I have a personal um, soft spot for um, Reddit, for the, for the Reddit crowd in terms of um, their squeezes. But when it comes to silver, I've got to be fair and say, uh, it's a different game trying to short squeeze silver as it is trying to um, short squeeze GameStop, um, AMC, etc. Now, that being said, uh, Wall Street bets and the Reddit crowd in leading 
the silver squeeze charge has actually brought up a fundamental problem with the way we price precious metals using the digital contract system. So um, I've talked about this in daily in past daily reckoning um, newsletters, where the fiat currency, the, the, the bullion banks uh, use fiat currency to control the price of gold and silver and many commodities on the exchange. So if you go and buy gold and silver in the streets, that doesn't really affect the price of um, the exchange traded price by much, if any, uh, because you're actually not trading on these contracts. The contracts determine the prices, those prices then flow through to the price in the streets. Now your bullion dealers, your, jewel, your jewelers, et cetera, they operate on a profit margin in order to keep the lamps going and to pay their staff. So if the price of silver is very low on the exchange and there is a shortage in the physical supply of gold and silver, then they're gonna to have to mark up the uh, premium that they're going to charge on top of the spot price when they, when they sell you the uh, gold and silver coins or gold and silver bars in the stores. So the Wall Street, uh, the Wall Street bets and the Reddit crowd, they are actually squeezing the physical um, supply of silver at the moment. And what do I mean by that is, as, the, as they try to squeeze the price of silver using, by buying up um, silver coins and bars, they're actually, they're actually uh, reducing the availability of silver coins and bars in the public. This causes the premium for coins and bars and silver jewelry to go up much more relative to the spot price. What could that do to the bullion banks as a result? Now the bullion banks, I mean, JP Morgan has, I think a few hundred million ounces of silver in their warehouse they can use the paper, they could use the digital contracts to suppress the price. But eventually the question is, how do they close off some of these positions? They actually need some of their physical stock to close off that position because you can't really just use digital contracts forever. The other thing that could also happen is that the Reddit crowd and Wall Street bets reveal the bullion banks as the emperor with no clothes, they're playing with digital contracts and their price is completely uh, separated from the price of those who control most of the physical silver. Um, it, it won't be the Wall Street bets and the uh, Reddit crowd who will control the price of silver. It'll likely be, uh, say, say China, uh, who has been buying a lot of gold and uh, in the past uh, 10 years or so. So the Shanghai Gold Exchange seems to have a greater clout in determining the, um, in, in reflecting the real price of gold. And in the case of silver, if you look at um, PSLV, which is Sprott Physical Silver Holdings, they actually increased their physical silver inventory while the prices were being, um, while, the, while the short squeeze happened, and it fizzled out, they took this opportunity 
to load the back of the truck with 1,000 ounce silver bars at the expense of the COMEX. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a very in-depth explanation. I don't think many people would have been uh, sort of exposed to that kind of in-depth explanation. So I really appreciate that, Brian. Um, one thing I'd like to finish off the chat with is, do you recommend any silver companies to your subscribers? And, uh, and yeah, if you have any um, final words about either your services, um, I'd, I'd love to hear them. Yeah. So uh, with my Rockstock Insider subscribers, I have recommended to them uh, Silver Standard or SSR Mining in the May um, edition. Uh, and with my Hard Money Trader uh, subscribers, I had um, recommended at the end of May Investigator Resources. Uh, stay tuned because I do have a couple more um, silver producing companies that I could recommend to either of, the, of my subscribers. So if you're not subscribed to uh, either Rockstock Insider or Hard Money Trader, I urge you to do so ASAP, especially now that um, the price of gold and silver could be set to rally quite strongly into the next two or three months. You really don't want to be uh, left behind. Well, I'm tempted to agree with you, Brian. Uh, thank you very much for your time today. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on and, and doing a, a repeat of last, last uh, week's episode. It was a lot of fun. Yep, and I look forward to uh, chatting a bit more with you next time. Thanks very much. Well, that was a great chat I had with Brian Chu on silver. I thought his comments on the industrial demand for silver were quite interesting and how that plays into the particularly sharp and steep rises that the silver price has had in the past. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Brian's services, you can find links to those in the description below. Be sure to comment, like, subscribe, and get in touch. Uh, we really enjoyed hearing back from, from viewers and you will hear from us soon.